You're listening to the Ready to Go podcast, where we equip Christians to engage culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, welcome back to the R2G podcast. I'm John Christensen, along with Pastor Dave Gibson. It's good to be back with you. We are beginning today a series, a three-part series, in Colossians 4, 2 through 6 on prayer. It's a passage that Pastor Dave has taught for many years about the three attitudes in prayer for evangelism, uh, the three aims in prayer for evangelism, and the three actions in prayer for evangelism. So Dave, I'm looking forward to this with the three attitudes as you're going to be talking about here today. But let me first read that passage, and then I'll let you unpack it for us. So again, this is Colossians 4, 2 through 6. It says, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving, praying at the same time for us as well that God will open up to us a door for the word so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I have also been imprisoned, that I may make it clear in the way that I ought to proclaim it. Conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of every opportunity. Your speech must always be with grace as though it were seasoned with salt so that you will know how to respond in the way you should to each person. I love that scripture. It's uh, Colossians is such a beautiful portrait of Jesus. It's uh, Paul is writing in a Roman prison and he focuses on the supremacy of Jesus Christ and the sufficiency of Jesus Christ. As the church struggled with a lot of issues back then, as our churches struggle today, they were wanting to add to that message of Jesus. They had a problem with syncretism, saying that you need a Jesus plus philosophy, you need Jesus plus uh, mysticism, mystical experiences, asceticism, uh, separate yourself from society, or Jesus plus legalism. But Jesus plus anything ruins everything. It's all about Jesus. And that, so that, uh, Paul says, so that in all things he might have the supremacy, that we have complete salvation in Christ, complete forgiveness in Christ, complete victory in Christ, and Paul says, no, you don't add anything to that. In Christ Jesus, we are made complete. And uh, he moves from the doctrine in that this book to practical application. And how do we live this out and really exalt Jesus Christ in culture and uh, society around us? And I just love this passage in Colossians 4, 2 to 6, where he begins, first of all, and we'll unpack here today, the three attitudes in prayer, We're looking at verse 2. He says, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. The first attitude is we need to be devoted to prayer. Uh, The Greek word is proskatereo, which means to be continue steadfastly, be courageously persistent, hold fast to, don't let go. Like Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. How devoted are we to prayer? You know, they say the average believer spends about four minutes per day in prayer and four hours at least watching TV and social media. Pastors average less than seven minutes per day. So we have powerless pulpits resulting in passionless believers in the pews. And prayer really needs to be the fountainhead from which all of our ministry flows. Uh, I often say no prayer, no power, a little prayer, a little power, much prayer, much power. We need to be devoted to prayer. Leonard Ravenhill said the church today is dying on its feet because it's not living on its knees. And I believe one of the most subtle sins in the church today is prayerlessness, and that prayerlessness is our 
declaration of independence from God, and our prayerfulness is our declaration of dependence on him. So the first attitude in prayer when it comes to evangelism is we need to be devoted to prayer. Uh, E.M. Bound said, what the church needs today is not better, not new organizations or more novel methods, but people whom the Holy Ghost can use, people of prayer, people mighty in prayer. <clears throat> much prayer, much power. James 5.16, the earnest prayer of righteous men has great power, a dynamis, dynamite, and wonderful results. That's the first attitude in prayer. The second is to be watchful. Uh, the Greek word there is to keep awake, be alert, be vigilant. Uh, Gregoreo is the Greek word. And Paul is saying to stay alert to specific needs about which to pray for, not vague generalities. Are, are we watchful? Are we alert? And uh, when it comes to evangelism, are we alert to what God is doing around us, uh, sensitive to situations and opportunities that God gives us? And I like this, this idea of being watchful as keeping that spiritual antenna up. Opportunity, opportunity, opportunity is God opening doors for me to share Jesus with others. When we devote ourselves to prayer and we're alert, we're watchful, God opens up amazing doors of opportunity. And we're going to talk about those open doors later on as we talk about uh, unpack this passage. But then the final attitude is to be thankful. Eucharistia, uh, or act of worship, a constant state of gratitude, giving of thanks, a constant attitude of gratitude. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, Paul says, uh, uh, 16, rejoice always, pray without ceasing in everything. Give thanks for this is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. God gave us 86,400 seconds today. Have you used one of those seconds to say thank you? Uh, William Ward said, uh, gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. Gratitude makes a sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. Be devoted to prayer. Be watchful. Be open to and alert to opportunities around you and be thankful. And uh, watch what God will do. I, I love that uh, second part there, the Gregorio being alert, uh, uh, vigilant, keeping awake, and saying, Lord, would you... Uh, Help me to keep my spiritual antenna up to opportunities around me where I could share Jesus with someone else. When we're walking in the Spirit, and that's we, we've talked about spiritual preparation and continuous preparation and uh, intellectual preparation. Be always ready to give an account. Ready, ready, ready. And we don't go and witness. We just witness as we go. And But we are we alert to those opportunities that Jesus has given us? every day and praying for that one lost sheep, that person of peace each day. I was walking into a subway here just recently uh, in a trip to Orlando, and and I had been praying that morning, like we talked about praying for Bob. Lord, give me a burden for the lost, an open door for the gospel, and boldness to share. And uh, the Lord just wonderfully every day seems to be opening those opportunities. Yesterday at another subway shared with uh, Sandy, and I was at a hunt club later in the afternoon, and had a chance to share with Katie, and the Lord just gives us these opportunities everywhere. Well, uh, a while back in Orlando, I was in uh, the subway. I was the only uh, patron in the store that day. The guy behind the counter, his name was Dan, all tatted up, looked kind of interesting, an eccentric-looking guy. I don't like to look at the external appearance. God examines the heart. We need to look at the heart, too. But I said, asked him how his day was going, and I started going through the share process. And as he was uh, making my tuna 
melt with uh, extra veggies and and I, I like it toasted too. So I love that 12 inch tuna. I saved the second half for the second day. So I only eat six, six incher. But uh, asking Dan as he's putting my sandwich together, I started to get to know his background. He graduated from Central uh, UCF, University of Central Florida, accounting major, and and uh, just went through a terrible breakup with his girlfriend and uh, really a hurting guy. And I looked in his eyes and all I saw was emptiness. And he said uh, all he had in life right now was him and his pit bull. And I saw this lonely guy. It was almost like this Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch encounter where the Lord just brought our paths together. There's nobody else working behind the counter. There's just the two of us that night in the, the subway in the middle of Orlando. And I uh, started to get to know his story a little bit. And I said, Dan, you mind if I share my story with you? And he said, I'd love to hear it. And I talked about... Uh, how Christ just totally transformed my life. My life has never been the same. And I said, you know, a guy asked me a question once that uh, if I, that I really couldn't answer. If I died today, if I knew for certain I'd go to heaven and have eternal life. And I said, how would you answer that, Dan? And he said, I don't have a clue. I said, would you like to? He said, I, absolutely. So I was able to write in the middle of the Subway restaurant. To, as I'm getting my, paying for my Subway, I was able to uh, share the good news of Jesus with Dan, and he prayed to receive Jesus Christ. I'm just grateful that the Lord gives, uh, this is a pretty obvious opportunity, but uh, when we're watchful and we're alert, that uh, God will open up doors for amazing opportunities to share Jesus with others. Be devoted to prayer, uh, be watchful, and be thankful. That's so good, Dave. And Dave also mentioned the uh, share process that he used in that subway. You guys can find that in episode eight, kind of unpacking how to move a conversation from the secular to the eternal. Well, next time we'll be back with the three aims in prayer. So until then, keep praying for the lost and keep sharing Jesus. Let's go.